Welcome to the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. This is a show about pushing through obstacles and hard times in order to live a happy and fulfilled life. I'm your host, Ted Fayton, and it's a pleasure to have you joining us. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's grow. All right, guys, here we are. No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. Can you feel that? The wind in your hair? Yeah, we're flying right now. This is officially the jump. We've taken that leap. We're getting things started. Welcome to No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. I'm going to air it out right now. This is our second time doing this. (laughs) This is our second time doing this. (laughs) Uh, The voice you're hearing right now is Andre Suttles. I'll admit, we recorded this before, and we went for how long? It was about, what was it, about 40 40 minutes? 42 minutes? 45 minutes. And imagine the look on our faces when we get to the end and we realize our camera ran out of battery. (laughs) (laughs) Our our recording equipment ran out of battery. We hit the record button, and it says zero. Yeah. One. Yep. Two. I'm like, (laughs) wait a minute. (laughs) All right, guys, what's going on? No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. Glad you're with us Uh, today. Andre Suttles joining me once again. What's going on, man? How you doing, brother? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, Today's topic, we're going to talk about something that we both kind of undertake. Uh, Mm -hmm. We undertook this, and we we find it really important. We figured anybody out there that's listening, big goals in their lives, they want to accomplish stuff. It's, It's something that's important in terms of saving time, saving money. We're talking about mentorship. We're talking about coaching. Uh, Andre, you know, both of us, we've been lucky enough to have good mentors in our life, good coaches help us mm-hmm. kind of get to our goals. What would you say is the biggest benefit of having a good coach and a good mentor? I would say really it's it's the amount of time you save and the knowledge you can learn, the how much you can grow from it. Um, it, it's crazy how, you know, I've always been a people person. Mm-hmm. It's not really about what you know, because who you know is going to tell you what you need to know. So I really think it's, it's the growth aspect of it. Just the the potential, the word potential is huge. It's, it's that 1% knowing that having that mentor, having someone, he's going to, he's going to help you achieve that 1%, you know, do the little things that, that people may not want to do yeah. it, it is and I, I wish i would have done it more and i wish i would have i mean you and andre did an episode on it recently about mentoring and coaching and how you can learn decades of wisdom in just a few hours a few days just by one conversation and that's what i'm i'm trying to become the person that i wanted to be when i was growing up whether that's on the court or off the court so giving these guys and girls instructions to help them in their learning curve to be a little shorter and to develop faster. That's been my goal. Yeah. What are some of the biggest obstacles and some of the biggest uh, adversities you faced on the basketball court other than just the difference in size? Man, the biggest thing was confidence. I I don't know where it roots from, but I've never been an absolutely confident person. I think it stems from me having a lack of respect for arrogance. Mm. I, I can't stand arrogant people. So I mistake confidence with arrogance sometimes, and that leads me to not be confident in myself. I'm learning how to battle that. We talked about it earlier, just rewiring certain mindsets. But the biggest, the biggest adversity for me was just getting a college scholarship. Parties, and then I would, you know, I wouldn't necessarily DJ. I would have like a playlist of the popular songs that were that were going that were you know popping at the at, at that point in time, and then I would like sneak in one of my own songs <laughs> and while i'm sneaking it in i would get on the mic and i would kind of like i would perform it yeah and then i would perform like one or two of my songs and go back to the to the stuff everybody knows did people like it yeah i mean it's like <laughs> and you know sometimes you would do remixes of like i would i would take out a verse of a song that's playing right now and i would make my own verse mm-hmm. and they're like oh what's this 
you know, I was, oh, he's rapping. Oh, wow. I thought I knew the song, but he's got his own version. Yeah. And then, boom. And then after that, you know, I just, and I was like, all right, cool. Y'all like that? That was cool. Let me give you back this other stuff that you do know. And then that way, like, like, like I said, back to the, the, the owners and the, and mm-hmm. the, and the managers. So they're like, that was, that was different. Yeah. But he's back to this other stuff that I do know. So, all right, whatever. We'll let it slide. That's so funny that. I mean, did you plan that or was that kind of just your No, that was definitely definitely planned. Yeah. I I went in and I'm like, this is what I'm going to (laughs) do. I'm going to try it and see if it works. And if they book, if I have a good night, if I have a bad night, if they have me back, Mm -hmm. then that's a win. I want to ask about maybe the transition into coming into your own and whatnot. Uh, What are some of the biggest challenges you've, you've kind of come across through the years growing up, whether it be through high school, college? Or taking on this role with Greenville Drive and Clemson basketball. Sure. Well, um, the uh, the biggest challenge is uh, for me. Like I said, there was there was a lot of uh, I get energy from uh, being in front of people. You know, mm-hmm. people always say that it's public speaking that that arena of work. Um, whether and there's a lot of ways to do public speaking. They always talk about how uh, that may be the number one fear is public speaking, being in front of people. And uh, for me. Um, that is something that gave me energy. Most people are completely drained of energy in that environment. And it just always kind of gave me energy from a, from a young kid. And uh, so first I'll say that. But um, the biggest challenge is um, the biggest challenge in that, in that specific environment is going to be, you know, when I thought about being in front of church in, in, at six years old or something like that. I thought about, man, that's going to be real nerve-wracking for me, and it's going to be really tough. But, man, when other people are doing special music, when the preacher's up there doing his thing, I'm never paying attention to them. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) the thing is, people get self-focused. They get worried about what people are thinking of them. And we've all been in an environment where we were nervous for the person Mm -hmm. up there because they don't feel comfortable. We don't feel comfortable. We're hoping they get through it. We're tucking our head into our... You know, tucking our tail between our legs or something because we're embarrassed for them. And I realize that it's not about me. I have to give the people, give the congregation, give the crowd something they're going to enjoy or else they're going to fall asleep just like me in church. So I'm going to have to be good so they enjoy it. So it started out with understanding really that it's not about me. It's about helping other people have a good time. I think instant gratification is a huge problem for this society. I mean, yep. there's people who won't even wait until the popcorn hits zero in the microwave <laughs> and they want to open it. Yeah. And I know it's something I've struggled with sure. for a while that, that just that wanting to get there so much, you kind yep. of forget to appreciate the journey. So patience is huge. Absolutely. When well, you're it's, turning things and it's one of those difficult things, you know, if you pray for patience, God doesn't give you patience. He gives you the opportunity to become patient, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which can be frustrating at times because you're sitting there like, I, I told you I, I need patience and you just put these obstacles in my way that are forcing me to have to use patience. Mm-hmm. It didn't enabled me to become patient, it enabled me to become patient, right? Yeah. So it didn't enable me to be patient. It put a situation and environment to where I had to become patient. Yeah, no choice. Uh, and those are frustrating environments to be. Like, that's a tough place to be. But patience is so important because the lack of it is where all the problems come from. Like the lack of patience is when you start making decisions that you shouldn't, that you start making, you know, riskier investments than you should. You start going all in on opportunities that you maybe shouldn't because you're trying to do stuff quickly. You're trying to have this overnight success. And uh I see so many 
um, people go downhill mm -hmm. just from a sheer lack of patience to wait on the right opportunity for when it presents itself. It's okay to borrow for a minute. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like music, you know, so some, somebody's growing up listening to Quincy Jones all their life, yeah. right? Or since they were little, and then they'd start playing the piano. Well, if they don't realize that that was good for a time, and that's what they cut their teeth on, but eventually they've got to start finding their own voice. Mm -hmm. And what we do is we get frustrated because we're, we're trying to find a perfect voice, and we haven't taken the time to develop it. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're, so in other words, we're trying to find the, the perfect already. Mm -hmm. But part of that process is just as you took time to, as a little kid, you know, your mama put Cheerios on a little tray. Then you see that little kid just slap their hand down, try to grab it. Then it may stick to the hand and they, you know, like yeah. goofy looking, you know, they get it. But then they get better and they, the motor skills start to develop. Eventually, mm -hmm. You know, it goes from finger grabbing to it's a bowl with some milk in it and a spoon. Yeah. All the stuff starts building. We're so impatient. And that would be the second thing is, is we, we don't, first of all, we don't recognize that it's going to take time and it's okay to borrow for a minute. But the other one is just that patience, really putting emphasis on day to day. The wholeness is, I feel like what's taken me on my entire journey. And I feel like it's what gotten me through all of the ups and downs and the stresses and kept me positive. Um, I have, uh, one thing I was talking to my sister about before I got here is, um, I had a concussion when I was six years old. So I have short term memory. Okay. So I don't remember high school, elementary school. I barely remember college. Oh, wow. Like I'm almost to the point where I'm even starting to forget, like when my husband and I first met. Oh, wow. And so, that has its challenges, but the great thing about it is, is that, cause, you know, I don't remember the bad, but I also don't remember the good, mm -hmm. you know, which is sad because my husband will say things and I'll be like, I got, I got nothing for you. Oh, like, wow. I don't, it's yeah. very choice, you know, in its, in its memory. But at the same point, it's allowed me, I think, to stay very positive. Yeah. Like, I think it's allowed me to, sometimes I don't remember all the darkness, so I don't ever reflect on it because you don't reflect on the light. I don't know why we don't reflect on the light. We need to reflect on the light wow. more. Yeah. We reflect on darkness. Like when we go home at night and we lay in bed and we can't sleep, it's we're not generally going, oh, man, I had such a great day. And <laughs> No, you're like, oh, this person made me mad or, oh, you know, or, oh, I remember this or or in anything. And in, in someone passing, we really reflect on our sadness instead of that person's light. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if we can start reflecting on our light more, then we can have a positive outcome to to our journey. Yeah. What are some of the, the obstacles you had to kind of get over along the way? Well, we're in a technologically advanced uh, society now. So, I mean, it's exactly what we're doing right here. I, I really think you have to... Uh, kind of like think outside the box and and everything's been done these days mm -hmm. you know so i think that's the biggest hurdle is trying to be creative and unique and it's a funny it's a funny concept because a lot of people get it wrong and they try to overthink it but at the end of the day you just got to be you yeah like you are unique you are loved and this is who you are and and you need to share that with the world don't try to be something you're not because then you're just going to fall under another one of these categories you're yeah. not going to be unique so i think that's the most uh challenging part of what we do as artists is to really stay true to your art and just make sure that just block out all the noise because there's a lot you yeah. know like there's a lot of influences around you being like oh this is popular now maybe you should go this route and that's always going to happen 
So it's really important, I think, to just stick to your guns and just make sure that you're really just doing it for you. Mm-hmm. And then if people don't like it, whatever. It's <laughs> it's not for them, you yeah. know? Like, that, that's fine. Everybody's got their own opinion. Everybody's entitled to that. But there are going to be people that relate to that. So I would say definitely... That was a big hurdle for me. It's something like you posted. Um, I don't know if you posted it today or yesterday on um, Instagram. And make sure you drop all your, your social media tags before right, we finish right, up. Right. But um, you posted something that's like whatever you have or don't have right. is the result of repeated habits. Yeah. Talk about that. Period. I mean, and so it's true because if I have, um, I have a wife. Because I repeated the habit of taking her on dates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? And she uh, won't let you stop. <laughs> right, right. And now I can't stop. <laughs> but, you know, so, so I think when it comes to being a, a, a badass human being, one, we need to rec- recognize our habits. And mm-hmm. so I think there's no such thing as a good habit or a bad habit. There's only habits that help you uh, towards a vision or they, they keep you from your vision. Mm-hmm. And so I think it gives us power to, uh, to, to look at things and say, you know what? There is no such thing as good and bad anymore. Yeah. The only thing I have is empowering or disempowering. And the only way that I can distinguish whether something is disempowering or empowering is to actually get clear on a vision is to actually get clear on who that person is or actually get clear on what my life's supposed to look like. And if I can get clarity on that, if I can, you know, um, make a list of the things I want. Like a lot of us walk around just saying things we don't want. Yeah. And then <laughs> like we, 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 we walk around and we ask God for these things and we, we say, oh, I don't, I don't want to get stuck in traffic. Instead of saying, I want to get there on time. It's, I, I don't want to get stuck in traffic. So what happens? You get stuck in traffic. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, I think that, that, that's the, the whole kind of like in a nutshell yeah. of just how it rolls. Yeah. What challenges do you feel right now? Do you feel any? Well, I can tell you this. Um, I'm 42 years old now, and I used to be a very shy person. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know if it was based on um, things that have happened, circumstances, or just innate. I used to be very shy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other insecurities. Obviously, um, we talked about me being a, a gay black man, you know? Yeah. There's a time where I was ashamed of that <laughs> yeah and didn't want to admit that or pretend that i wasn't and i i hit it i did lots of things too mm-hmm. and, and and not only trying to hide it but just not wanting to be that yeah so out of all the things that i've gone through including losing my vision i feel life is too short to just not be who you are what you are how you are the way you are and so with that being said i'm proud to say that i'm very comfortable with who i am Mm -hmm. so i don't feel a lot of restrictions but you know when you put so much work in and the fruits haven't really Mm kind of come out yet you're like where are they yeah um man there's there's a lot of examples of that and uh it's that's the struggle that um i think puts a lot of pressure and creates who who you're becoming Mm -hmm. and um even as an artist you know um back then for instance my skills if you will were much slower too and now i've I've learned to become a very prolific artist which is really important but i wouldn't have really thought it was needed you know um on the level that i'm my eyes are opened up to now you know Mm -hmm. um and back then you know i might think oh i could do that i could do this amazing piece yeah but is it going to take you a month 
to get it done. And then what are you going to sell it for? And all those kinds of things. But that's not meant to be, uh, I guess, discouraging. It's, it's really meant to honestly be, look, if you're willing to put it in, uh, you, you know, you, you might have to do it longer than you wanted to, Mm -hmm. um, at times, or you, you just don't even know. And, and there is, there are those spots where you want to, you want to stop. The other side of that was actual physical, uh, draining. Um, um, so, uh, another part to that, that I didn't mention was even though I was driving the fuel truck, um, like that every weekend, about 45 weekends out of the year, I was driving, uh, part-time a tour bus, uh, on the weekends that I was singing in the group with. Wow. So I didn't drive it solely. All the guys did. Um, but that meant, you know, uh, rounds that we would literally get up and <laughs> this yeah. is probably dangerous to think of, but <laughs> you know, we'd literally, one guy would be on the steering wheel and would like kind of just let go, get up. <laughs> and the next guy would sit in the chair, take yeah, over and go lay it. down. And yeah, it was just, just to keep going. We, we went to Canada one weekend wow. for a weekend of performances and then drove back. And then I drove, I went out of there literally hopped into the fuel truck that was at the same house where it was parked <laughs> and then worked that day wow. on Monday. So those, you know, it, it got to a point to where I couldn't drink enough monster mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, or do anything. And I was starting to just fall asleep and things like that. And there were some scary moments for me that were like wake up calls, if you will. Uh, no pun intended, <laughs> uh, in that sense of like, man, I, I don't know how much longer I can do this, but I knew I had to at yeah. the time. Yeah. Something that, uh, one of my favorite theologians, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, said um, is that instead of seeing the world as I can either do this or that, mm. that we should recognize that we can always do otherwise. Yeah. That no matter what we see as an absolute dichotomy, mm-hmm. that we're probably just not looking mm-hmm. hard enough mm-hmm. at finding different ways to go forward. Yeah. And I think that, you know, in the, the theme of No Rain, No Rainbows is to recognize not simply that, oh, well, we need the rain in order for the rainbow to occur. Right. Right? Actually, this is a, a potentially dangerous, what, what philosophers would call theodicy. Yeah. Where we end up sort of justifying evil in the name of some sort of eventual good. Okay. I think instead what we recognize is there is rain and there is there are rainbows. And, yeah. and the fact that both of these are part of the experience of the external world mm-hmm. invites us to recognize that it's not like we have to endure the rain to get to the rainbow. But maybe the rain, when you're thirsty, when you're hot, mm-hmm. when you're exhausted, is the beautiful part. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? Such that we end up mm-hmm. relating to these different dynamics in ways that allow both of them to speak to us given different stories, given different histories, different mm-hmm. perspectives. Mm-hmm. Not thinking that your account of the world is, in fact, just what the world is. Yeah. So the rain and the rainbows at different times can serve different purposes and can both be beneficial in their mm-hmm. own regard is what you're saying. Rainbows rarely help flowers grow. Wow. Yeah, I always table it with a little bit of practicality. Mm-hmm. Um, so I believe in believing in your gut. I believe in if you've got an idea, following it through. But I also believe in making sure that there's a market for your idea or an immediate way. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I, got, I it was asked in a different way, but people are like, well, how did you know to start You know, radical and what made you take that? Well, I had two clients that said, hey, go do your own thing. And, you know, and what they were willing to pay me would at least pay me what I could. So I could pay my bills. And so it it was practical, (laughs) you know, like, you know, and I it's like Like, I I didn't just go, man, I have this idea. I think if we focus on content and we do radical stuff and like we're getting Mm -hmm. digital and like we make it affordable for small to me business. Yeah, I had that was all the idea. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't going to I just what I needed some 
I I got babies yeah. to feed, yeah, and, and a, you know, and a wife and a house and all those things. So, you know, it wasn't that I wasn't willing to step, take two steps back to take twelve forward, but I wasn't going to take twelve back yeah. to take fourteen forward. Yeah, you know, and sometimes, you know, when I get asked that question, it's like easy. Yeah, oh man, you got to go all in. You got to give it all up. You got to do all, no. You got to be a little more practical than that. Mm-hmm. You got to. You got to test your concept a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, make sure you've got mm-hmm. a market, you know, if you're going to go all in, whether it's an idea, you mm-hmm. know, and if you can do it moonlighting, you know, by keeping your income and do all things, mm-hmm. do it that way. Yeah. yeah. And the reason it offended you is because there was some truth in it. Or it struck a chord in what you believe about yourself deep yeah. down. Yep. And it may not be true, but it's what you believe. That's better articulated. And that... <laughs> You know, I mean, we could get into it. I'm white, you're black. Yeah. We're in the South. Mm-hmm. We both walk into different places. We get viewed different ways just because of the color of our skin. Yeah. And, and, and I have, I have seen things with my African-American friends. I have seen things they've had to deal with that I haven't had to deal with. Mm-hmm. I haven't had to deal with it, but I've seen the ones that handle it with grace because they know the truth. Yeah. And Trying to control someone outside of you or trying to control a situation outside of you is the very definition of worry and anxiety. It causes all worry and anxiety trying to control that. When you can really look inward and go, wow, that offended me because maybe I believe I'm less yeah. or or maybe I believe something different. And and we can grow through those things, right? Mm-hmm. I love getting offended. Yeah. You don't think that's something that you have to train to work at, or is that something you have to like develop? Or how that do, is definitely how someone kind that's of both. That's both one thing that can be put into you, and one thing you have to ultimately develop for yourself. Because mm-hmm. for me, during that time, I had lost the positive voice in myself. Mm. Because when I was a kid, I was fearless, mm-hmm. and like I, I, I thought I was, I thought I was the man. You know what I mean? Yeah. To a certain degree. And that was partly because, like, my mother, she put that in me. Like, every day mm-hmm. she called me, like, a genius. Oh, you smart. Mm-hmm. You're going to be this. You're going to be that. But, like, you know, as life goes, the more you grow up, the more experiences you have, the more you start to doubt yourself. Yeah. So that was a large part of my life where I had lost that positive inner voice. Mm-hmm. And especially when I was, like, at my lowest and I wasn't where I wanted to be, then that's just all that was coming. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, every now and then, that that same voice is still in you that you know that positive oh you you can do this you smart you know what i'm saying but you have to choose to listen to that voice and block out yeah. you know the 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 negative voice i'll do a little verse off of um moving on this is one of the songs that i wrote too. oh yeah <clears throat> i feel like heartache is a friend of mine and i feel like getting drunk on killing time So I think I'll go out on a Friday night and maybe everything will be all right. Ooh, 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 ooh. I wrote the right song for the wrong one and now she's gone but to each their own. Bruised my heart but baby it didn't break. You got me burning bridges down every road I take. But baby, I'm moving on, yeah, yeah. Baby, I'm moving on. 
See, I was lip singing. <laughs> I didn't want to mess it up. <laughs> we, we talk about no rain, no rainbows. Ironically, it's raining now. And I do want to kind of give a little bit of time to what we're currently all going sure. through and experiencing, especially uh, not just in Greenville, South Carolina, but this is a worldwide pandemic in terms of COVID-19. And, and it's really hit the service industry hard in Greenville, South Carolina. And of course, you having these three restaurants that you're pouring into. What has the past couple of weeks been like as you kind of really try and make these calls day in and day out? Well, the one thing they will never teach you in business class is what to do in case of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what I tell everyone when we're we're kind of making notes and you know every day we're changing philosophies, we're changing things. It's like, well, you know, this is my first pandemic, so we're gonna you're gonna take it day by day. Yeah, um, I you have to evolve daily you know right now we're, we're we're streamlining our menus because we're basically uh, all three restaurants are glorified food trucks is all we are right now you mm-hmm. can't come in we're serving from a window we're coming out and giving your food uh so you know each restaurant i'm breaking down well what is the best thing i can do for customers what's the fastest thing i can do because i can no longer run with five guys in the kitchen uh our sales are going to be down 80 90 percent you know you're from sunday brunch we're doing 400 covers to 40 you know, you have to uh, you have to adjust. You know, yeah. I, I still want to do brunch at Southern Saturday and Sunday. I'm trying to bring brunch curbside. We were doing uh, mimosas, uh, champagne, and orange juice for people to take home. So, you know, just to, hey, we're still here, and we're going to be here when this is over. But, you know, we still want you to enjoy our brunch. You know? Me, being who I am, I hear the EQ, the IQ, and the AQ. Can I successfully practice all three? You already do. Mm-hmm. The main thing is people don't tap into the AQ. That's the main thing, because, again, you're really unaware of it until you're exposed in it or you're thrown into it. Mm -hmm. It's like hiring a physician, let's say a surgeon. Mm -hmm. He has the intellect because he's had extended years of schooling. He's credentialed. He's licensed. He knows what he's doing. He has the IQ for that when it comes to helping the family of who he's going to be operating on keeping them level-headed, keeping them balanced, keeping them in a space to where they trust him in his hands, being that this is my profession, this is my craft, you can believe that I'm going to take care of your son or your daughter. But let's say hypothetically he's just coming out of school Mm -hmm. and this is his first surgery. Now, does he have the adaptability to stay calm knowing that this life is now in his hands, literally, Mm -hmm. in comparison to a 20-year surgeon? To where it's muscle memory. I can do it with my eyes closed because I've seen this. I know what this looks like. The new physician, something goes wrong within the surgery. It's real now. Mm-hmm. Life is in your hands. Can you stay grounded in that? Because you've never seen that. Mm-hmm. Can you adapt to that? Yeah. Can you stand on your studies? Can you stand on your experience? Can you stand on what you know for a fact will work if you stay true to it? Mm-hmm. That pressure in comparison to a 20-year surgeon. I've seen this before. We're going to come out of this high-fiving. Yeah. Like, that's AQ. Just staying grounded. It's like I mentioned. As the emotions, as life, and everything in between fluctuate, the only thing that should be stable within that is you. And um, one thing I learned, I've learned more reading the last two, three years than the five years I got two degrees at Furman. And that's not a knock on Furman. Man. It's yeah. just so much wisdom out there. And one thing I learned, if it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. Mm-hmm. And some of these books, man, I'm reading them and I'm... I'm feel like I'm getting punched in the face, like it's a gut check, you know. Yeah. And um, how I started reading again, man, through mentorship, man, a guy just said, "Hey, like you want to meet? I'll tell you this. 
I was telling the guy I wanted to be successful. The first book he gave me was on uh, the five love languages. This mm-hmm. pink book. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm saying, hey man, I'm telling him I'm trying to make money. Yeah. He said, first of all, holistic mentorship, right? If you're making a bunch of money, but you're not happy at home, mm-hmm. what's the point? What am I teaching you? I'm a coach. Yeah. I'm a skill coach. I'm teaching you one skill. I'm not a mentor. Second, he said, shoot, even if you're making a lot of money, if you get divorced, you definitely won't lose your money. Mm-hmm. So I had to understand that there's levels to this. This whole game comes together, right? You can't just say, hey, this is easy. I'm gonna work right here. I'm gonna ignore everything else in life. If you're gonna grow, grow everywhere. Yeah. You know, a rising tide raises all boats. And that applies to yourself, not just helping your teammates or helping people around you. Mm-hmm. Raise all your skills that you can. Obviously, you have to be you know, strategic, right? Not everything deserves the same amount of time. Um, but anyway, so you know, he, I got one of those first books, it was the five love languages. And then I just started diving into things because what I learned is that success is universal. Mm-hmm. Whether I'm a trash man, whether I'm a lawyer, whether I'm a doctor, whether I'm a football mm-hmm. player, the same principles that will make me successful over here are the same things that will make me successful. Over here. So I'm feeling like a high schooler again, you know? And I'm like laying in my bed doing whatever. And my dad's like sitting there uh, on the floor in my room, like playing on his iPad or something. And we were like bonding, but you know, hanging out. And he says, uh, I'm like, dad, I can't believe everything I've gone through with Lyme and with this breakup. I had been engaged. Um, he had involvement in my company. I had to spend $20,000 getting him out of my company. It was this whole thing, right? Restraining orders, messy. And then we lose my little brother. I said, dad, I can't believe everything I, I've been through. This is so horrible. It's not fair. And he goes, Katie, I guess I can finally lift the spell now. And I was like, what? And he goes, I think I'm going to finally lift the spell now. And I was like, dad, what are you talking about? And he's like, look, to be honest, like you weren't that interesting. You're like this pretty white girl. You went to Vanderbilt. Like you're not that interesting. He's like, now you've gone through Lyme. You've lost your brother. You went through this, this horrible experience where you had to fight for ownership. Like now you've actually been through something. Now you can actually speak to people who have been through hard times. Who wants to hire you as your, as their life coach when you haven't been through anything? He says, well, let me tell you something. This can go two ways. You can get here and be around other people that did what you did and think you're going to be better at it and go out and try it again. And I'll see you back here in a few years. Or you can choose to never come back here. I still not getting it. He said, what are you wearing? It's a green jumpsuit, black boots, like everybody else. He says, what's on your shirt? One, two, eight, three, one, nine. He says, okay, you have no sense of individuality. They're taking that from you. You have no name anymore. All you have is a number. He said, they've taken everything from you except your ability to choose. And every day you get to choose whether you're going to be the kind of person that comes back here again or not. Wow. And that was it. We didn't have another conversation the whole time I was there. But it was that day that changed my life. And so then when I went to boot camp, I remembered every day I get to choose. So one of the ways that they punish you in boot camp is fitness, high knees, burpees, running. And dudes would be in there because you got street dudes, right? They're, oh, I hate this. And like it had a 60% failure rate. 42 of us started 14 finished. Wow. But me, I would be like, oh, this is just working out. This is fine. I'll work out as long as you need me to if it means I get to go home sooner, right? <laughs> so, um, but then those little details, like I'd never paid attention to that in my life. I was just kind of running through life. So phase one of that boot camp, they really try to break you down because obviously if you're in prison, something's broken. 
So they try to break down who you are. And the way they do that is if there's 40 of us standing online at attention and the dude at the end scratches his nose, everybody pays for that. So after a while, you start to learn, oh, the things that I do have a ripple effect. They affect people besides just myself. Got it. Never thought about that before. Taking pride in something as simple as the military fold on your bed, how you fold your clothes, like that little bit of pride in those details are the things that are going to change your life because everybody's focused on hitting a home run, right? Singles will get you there. Doubles will get you there. Small hinges swing big doors, but we always think we have to do these massive things to be great, right? Do you think anyone can, regardless of their situation, can just work hard and, and prove themselves for the next position? Well, it yeah, you got to work. There's no doubt about it. And you, you got to show that you are interested in it. Yeah. Whatever it is or whomever that you are working for. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I think that has a lot to do with it. The person that you are replacing, if they are for you, it helps. Mm -hmm. And if they're not, you aren't going to get that job. <laughs> it's not going to happen. No, it's just not going to happen. And um, basically, I think all the jobs that, that I did get, it was because I would pay attention. Mm -hmm. If they had um, vacation or if they were sick and they needed somebody to fill in, mm -hmm. I was always available. <laughs> and there you have it, guys. Always available. That's what we're trying to be here at No Rain, No Rainbows after 100 episodes. Man. Huh, Andre, it, how's it feel? We blinked. We blinked, <laughs> and it was here, man. That's how I feel. Yeah, I feel like it happened yesterday, man. Yeah, Girl, especially going back through and watching all those, bro. Like you, you, we, we, we just were sitting here smiling about it. Like, shoot, we've been around, you know. Yeah, we've we've talked to some people, so, and we're only getting started, guys. Uh, we've been doing one episode a week, a hundred episodes, so we're coming close to two years now mm -hmm. um, that we've been doing this podcast. And just like you mentioned, man, watching all those clips back, here's the thing. That was only like 25% of the episodes we've done. Literally. It yeah. was the hardest thing was going through all 100 episodes mm -hmm. and finding out which ones we wanted to take a clip of. This in no way, shape, or form is a best of Yeah, yeah, clip. no, 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 no. It's just yeah, what we got. That. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, there's just so much there's, more that's there's great. There's value in every single episode. Yeah. There's value in every episode. And we're con committed and focused on growing the podcast and continuing to bring another hundred, mm -hmm. another hundred, another hundred. Mm -hmm. But we don't want it to be another two years before we deliver another 100 episodes. Correct. We want to be able to add another episode per week so we can start doing two episodes per week. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, man. We've been doing this for two years. It takes time. Yeah, it does. It takes money. It mm -hmm. takes a lot of dedication on on both of us, and um, we do it because we're dedicated to the listeners, each and every single one of you, the mm -hmm. watchers on our YouTube channel, and um, a lot of folks might have enjoyed the content, mm -hmm. and we appreciate that. You our, say it. I'll say step. it. Go ahead. You no, know, I'm going to say it. We need y'all's help. Help. We need y'all's <laughs> help, guys. I mean, we, we can sugarcoat it all we want, but we need y'all's help. Yeah. You know, and we uh, I feel like we, we typically are... Are, are humble men. We don't like to ask for help, but hey, man, we we we've got to humble ourselves and say we need help. Yeah, you know, because we want to provide even more value for you guys, um, and we won't be able to do it without your help. 
Yeah. And there are multiple ways you can help. First and foremost, if you're already a listener, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Yep. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, whether you're on iTunes, on Spotify, we're on Podchaser, Stitcher, we're on all the platforms. We're actually looking at more platforms mm-hmm. that we want to put the podcast Reach on. Reach out to us. Let us know yeah. your favorite platforms. Like we That's step we one. can't know everything, you know? <laughs> but we we will learn. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We're done. Google Podcast, we'll we're on that as well. Mm-hmm. Step two is Leave a review and a rating. Mm-hmm. We want to start shouting out some of you that rate our podcast. And I'm not asking for five stars. I'm asking for an honest feedback. True. This is a five-star rated podcast, which we are proud of and mm-hmm. we like. But we do want your honest feedback on how we're serving you, how mm-hmm. we're serving your needs with the podcast, mm-hmm. and how we could even continue to improve it. So that's the second way you can help. Yeah. The third way you can help is monetarily. We have a Patreon page. Yep. A lot of folks might not know about that, but... Every guest that we have now, as they come on, we get some extra content from them. We get mm-hmm. a little bit of an extra discussion from them, and that goes exclusively to our Patreon listeners. Mm-hmm. For as little as $1 a month, you can get access to that audio as well as other pictures, and we have some other features and some other perks that we're going to be rolling out in that as well. Yeah, man. I, number one thing for me, I'm excited for us to be able to grow even more. Yeah. Like I the, the 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 things that stood out to me the most was our growth throughout that that first episode. Like I'm looking at back at it now like whoo we were it was a very wide angle. You know what I'm saying? I don't even think we our mics not might not have been hooked us. up right. Yeah the windows behind us had us blown out. We didn't have a Ted light. Like nothing. Yeah, you know what nothing. I'm saying? Like nothing. But just to see the growth of it, um and that's 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 what makes me happy the most just to see that that we can take this somewhere a lot farther than we realize. Yeah. Um and then not to mention just the some of the amazing people that we've met along the way. Um, strictly off of like we didn't know these people. Strictly off of someone mm-hmm. who's like, you gotta get this person on the podcast. They're they they are they are for what you're what what you guys are for. Yeah. On the mission. So just to to, to meet those great people, uh, I mean I'm I'm excited for the next hundred. Yeah. I can't lie to you. And I'll and I'll tell you what, as the podcast has grown and matured, we've mm-hmm. actually started reaching out to people. COVID nineteen kind of mm-hmm. hit us a little bit, but we we pivoted pretty quick mm-hmm. and now we continue to do our in person interview but the virtual interviews and that's allowed us to get our hands on business owners seven figure own earners and and folks who are willing to take the time to to sit down and share their stories and they have even referred me to other guests Mm -hmm. so as we increase the amount of guests that we're interviewing we also want to keep our roots firmly down to the ground with the viewers with you folks that are watching on our youtube channel that are listening on on itunes spotify or google we want to continue to keep that um part of this podcast so mm-hmm. what our goal is is to add another episode mm-hmm. but a q a episode mm-hmm. now week. we want to do that per week in right. order to do so we're going to need some help we do our patreon page if you go there you see our goal is for 250 dollars a month in terms of subscribers that's not just one person you can do one dollar mm-hmm. five dollars there's different package levels but once we get to that goal of 250 dollars a month and we have the ability to hire an assistant that can mm-hmm. help us with the post-production on this we in turn will be able to add an extra episode each week and actually open up the lines of communication between the listeners that are not just in south carolina not just mm-hmm. in new york not just in california but france germany mm-hmm. portugal yeah um, right. I, we see the analytics and we've yeah. seen uh, the little breadcrumbs that that kind of sprinkle all over the place canada um so we just want to thank you all for listening not just across the country but worldwide mm-hmm. and we we want to to have that support and don't forget to share this with somebody yeah. share this video yeah, this please. 100 episode recap please. as an intro to what no rain no rainbows is all about yeah. and then they can dive into the individual episodes if they want to afterwards mm-hmm 
For those of you guys that are watching, wondering, okay, so who are you two? Mm -hmm. Because we never introduced (laughs) ourselves. Andre Suttles, executive producer. Tell them about yourself really quick. I'm Andre Suttles. I run a production company here in Greenville, South Carolina, Subtle Solution Media. Um, I'm also a live event coordinator here for a men's conference called The Modern Man, something I'm very proud about here. Um, But yeah, just regular old dude at the end of the day, just like you. Just like you, trying to share, trying to you know connect people, be that resource for somebody. Trying to be great, right? Right. Let's be great. You know what I say. Let's Come be great. Oh, <laughs> Ted Fayton, the host of the podcast, and of course, also um, founder of the Modern Man Group yes, Men's sir. Conference here in South Carolina. Something else we work together mm-hmm. on. Also, morning anchor meteorologist for Fox Carolina and Greenville, South Carolina. I'm a dog dad. I'm a fiance, mm-hmm. soon to be husband, and uh, I'm, I'm blessed with where I've seen my life go. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see where it goes. You've heard part of my story in the first episode of this podcast, if you listen to it. And, you know, we, we've had our fair share of rain. We've had our fair share of rainbows. And mm-hmm. we know we're not done with the storms yet. So we keep, we intend to keep this podcast going. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll leave you guys with that. Like we always say at the end, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain, but you can't get the pleasure without a little pain. Let's grow. The No Rain, No Rainbows podcast is recorded at Camaraderie, a collective workspace in Greenville, South Carolina, right off the Swamp Rabbit Trail. If you're looking for a place to grow your business, network with other professionals, and establish your own workspace, Camaraderie is the place to do so. Get access to high-speed internet, private showers and towel service, free methodical coffee, and free beer on tap. For more details, be sure to head over to camaraderiecowork.com or hit the link in the show notes and find out how you can lock in your space with rates starting at just $99 a month. Be sure to tell them that Ted sent you and try it out for free. You never know, you just might find a new home at Camaraderie. Let's grow.